This is Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie So. Stay tuned for the music of Valen Shu on Just the Classics. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. <laughs> Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, December 15th, and we are coming to you from the studios of Radio Taiwan International. And in the studio today, we have Shirley Lin. Hi there. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. And help us today, name a newborn gorilla at the Taipei Zoo. That's what we want from you. Also, we're going to tell you some tips to do with humidity as Taiwan sees some seeds sprouting on people's windshields. <laughs> also, China Airlines has a new look. And a New York Times article saying Taiwan is the most important place in the world. We'll be telling you more all about that in today's show. Okay, so you know we like to engage the public in naming our animals at the zoo. So here is a very adorable gorilla. Let's you know, see. we um, recently we had a newborn uh, panda, and yeah. it had a name naming contest, right. and uh, it is the second girl panda um, born at the Taipei Zoo, and we named it Yuan Bao. Right, right. Right. So hey, wait a minute. Is my my mic on? Uh, it doesn't sound like I'm echoing, but um, it also, on. it is on. Really? Yeah. I'm on four. There you go. Hello? Is that better? Uh, hello, no. Hello. I got shut off. Oh, better? oh okay. I'm in now. Yes, okay. thank you. So we yeah. Okay. Um, are you able to enlarge that picture a little bit? Does I think? It, yeah. Here. Can you see? Can you guys see? Yeah, I'm trying my best. Um, okay. Well, you've got the, uh, the, 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 yeah, the thing in the way. Oh, that is much better. You guys see our gorilla there? Okay, and then there's some... Okay, there's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, we have a few names to choose from. So the zoo, basically, they usually give people time to think of names, and um, and then we choose from a few names. So we have a few names to choose from that you can vote on the Internet, and I want you guys to choose. If you are listening right now, tell us which name you like the best. Um, it is a one-month-old male gorilla, and the four names are Ringo, Jabali, Kwanza and Mapenzi. Now I'll tell you what these. Um, oh, good! You're going to tell us. Yeah, what we're going to tell mean. what they mean. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ringo was proposed um, by the Polish office in Taipei, which helped bring Diego, the father of the infant, to Taiwan in 2016. So the name Ringo is after a sports game in Poland. Oh, and I was thinking about Ringo as in the guy. Ringo Starr. Yeah, <laughs> one, one of, the, of Beatles. the Beatles, right? That's kind of a nice name, actually. Very easy to remember. Mapenzi yeah. um, was proposed by the Appenhol Primate Park in the Netherlands, um, who sent the mother, Tayari, and another female gorilla. You need to turn up the volume there. Uh, yeah, here? I see the echo. I hear the echo. Maybe. Yeah, I know. And I don't think it's coming from mine. Maybe from Paula's, but okay. anyway. So, oh, okay, I was just going to say... Never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later who's listening in. Oh, which one you like? One oh, of our writers. Oh, okay. 
or listeners. So, okay. Well, let me finish this thought here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. In exchange for a mail that we sent them called Baobao. So the word Mapenzi means love in Swahili. Oh. Swahili is the language used in the area of Africa where most gorillas are found in the wild. So I feel like we probably should pick that name. Pick that name. Okay. <laughs> so does someone want to say hi? Yes. It's um, Henry Umatai from, oh, the, from Philippines. the Philippines. Hello. Hello. He's saying happy afternoon. Watching from Bacolod um, City Central Korean Cultural Center in the Philippines. Oh, okay. What are you doing there? <laughs> okay. He likes great. Korean culture. Cool. Yeah, great. So I'll tell you about the other two names. One is called Jibali, which was also proposed by the Netherlands office in Taipei. It means strong as a rock in Swahili. They're all good. And then there's one more. Um, the Taiwan Shingong Life Foundation, which gave Bao Bao to the Taipei Zoo as a gift, they proposed the name Kwanza, which means the first in Swahili. So, uh-huh. so basically, these four names, three of them are Swahili names. Oh. Ajabali, Kwanza, and Mapenzi, and one is called Ringo. Which one do you guys like? I think Ringo is easier for us to I remember. Know, that's I remember. true. I kind of like right. Ringo too. Well, actually, all the names are nice. You know, they got good meanings and everything. Um, can I just say who else is joining us? Yeah, sure. There's Sing Samhan Tong. Thank you for joining us. There's also Wang Yizhong, I think. And um, Henry Umata was saying, women power of RTI because it's all women. That's true. It's <laughs> uh, the, Ladies yeah, Day. Right, right. And Christine Feline is uh, saying, hello, how are you guys? We're doing great. Um, and also, oh, she says, I prefer to name Ringo. Yay. Another so that's one. <laughs> four votes for Ringo. <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys like? Ringo, Jabali, Kwanzaa, Mapenzi. I have a feeling I might go to Ringo because that's the only one we can remember really quickly and, and <laughs> easier to understand. Yeah. I mean, the other ones, they have really some really great deep meanings in Swahili, but mm. not many of us speak, speak that, do we? So anyways, uh, that's what's going on at the Taipei Zoo. It's so fun to see new animals born there. I know. That is wonderful. New additions. Um, we've got someone joining us, too. Paula, how do you say it? I'm I'm bad with Chinese I names. Think it's, Wang. I think it's Wang Yiting. Wang Yiting. Hi. Hi, Wang Yiting. So, so are you listening from Taiwan? Yeah, she's saying, good afternoon, ladies. I love your show. Oh, oh great. That's great. great. So it's great to know where you're listening from and to know that you're watching and do participate in our show. We would love to hear what you have to say about all the things that we talk about. So if you have one of the favorite names or if you have a new name, let us know for our new gorilla. Since we're on the subject of animals, cute little animals, I did want to talk about um, a cop who made the news for saving a little kitten. And this was no one called him to save it. He's a young cop, a rookie, actually. And he just happened when it was raining. He saw a white kitten on the street, kind of really anxious and afraid because the cars are passing by. Oh, no. And he's like, oh, no, you know, this kitten might get hurt, so let me go out and save it and put it aside. So here is the picture of the cop. Um, I don't think this is a kitten because it's not white, but it must be another kitten. He said he really likes small animals. Okay. So, um... You know, people on the internet are praising him, saying, what a great guy, you know. And he's saying, oh, it was no trouble at all. Any kind-hearted person would do the same thing. So 
um, you know, he was on duty trying to pursue some illegal gravel trucks, and he just happened to s- spot a white cat in the middle of the road. Oh. So he took it to safety. All and right. uh, people are saying, you know, what a great guy. Well, he must be an animal lover, and maybe he has pets of his own, you know, or kittens or That's cats of his own, right? I think once you have a pet. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oops. <laughs> Yeah. So, do we still have some echo somewhere? Did you yeah, guys turn off your? Um, we've, we've, yeah, I, I we, think did. we did. I don't know. Yes, you know that's the thing. Oh, I feel like we need like who's tech savvy like Leslie in here with us or Andrew because they know how to fix this kind of problem. Sorry. Ooh, Douglas Knowles just joined us. He says hi, everybody. Thank you. Hi, Thank you for joining us. Hi. So, wonder what time it is where you are. Tell us if you're in a different time zone. Let us know. It's I know. probably like midnight over there, right? Probably. Usually, he kind of you know at the end of the show he would say good night. So yeah, it must be late over I where think you it's are. Midnight. And um, right. And then there's also Joe Xu and Liakat Ali Awan joining us. And um, Liakat was saying, "Welcome to the World Radio listeners." And oh, okay. So you are a short wave listener yourself. Great. Hi. And. Xu Yushen is also joining us. Great. So I remember Henry from the shortwave days. Yeah. He used to write in, right? Yeah, yeah. He still so, does. And um, it's great to hear from people here in Taiwan as well. Also, Douglas North is a very faithful that listener right. of ours. Still um, writes us and everything. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let us know what you think um, of our stories that we're discussing. And uh, let's go on to the next one. Right. That- So do we have any comments? Well, Douglas was saying that, yeah, it's 11.59 over where he is right now. Ooh, almost midnight. Yes. And Rashid Naz is with us. He says, hi, everyone. How are you? Very cool day. And um, uh, Wang Yiting, right? He says, oh, she says, I'm from Xinzhu. Yeah, right in Taiwan. Your show teaches me how to talk about current events in English. It's a very good way to learn. Oh, that's that's wonderful. That's great. If you can understand everything we're saying, your English is pretty good. (laughs) That's right. So um, I want to hear about the seed sprouting on the windshields. (laughs) That's not an everyday sight. No. And actually, do you have the link to that story I've got? Oh, I do. I just got to show this picture. picture. Yeah, I have the picture, so So, let me get it out. um, Basically, it's been raining for weeks here in Taiwan, um, like island-wide, like nationwide. And, okay, so what Natalie's showing right now is a picture of the windshield to a, oops, okay, oops, hold on. I'm trying to zoom in, and I'm having problems here. Well, just kind of go like that. Okay, so um, I don't know if you can really tell, but that's uh, the windshield of a woman's car who lives in, well, I mean, she, not the car. She lives in um, Xizi, which is known as a very, very humid place in Taipei City. And um, there's also, uh, okay, what is showing? Oh, you've got me cut off. Okay, I'm on now, back on. Okay, and... um, you okay there, Natalie? I know. I'm we're trying, trying to multitask to here. I'm trying to get rid of the echo somehow. Oh, I know. We're, you know, we're like multitasking here. It's amazing. Okay. So anyway, that's the windshield of her car. And you can see that it's still wet, you know, because it's been raining for weeks. I don't know how many weeks now. It's almost a month. So she didn't drive her car in weeks? She didn't drive her uh, car. She left it outside and she did not wash her car at all. And lo and behold, after several weeks of like getting to her car and trying to drive and go somewhere, she found these seeds sprouting on her windshield five 
five sprouts, little greens. Wow. So if you can see um, from Natalie's picture there, you know, it's got like five, like all these sprouts, like right on the windshield. So the green things, if you can tell from the green things, prop it up more like, you know, straight forward. But anyway, anyway, it's just really cute if you can really see the picture properly. I mean, I'll, I'll give you the link and so that you can see. But um, yeah, it's just really funny. And so she posted it you know, on social media and she was going like, is everybody encountering the same kind of problem? And then there were other people who were also posting yes. And so she realized it's really? a common thing. Oh, wow. So it's like they're saying that, you know, we're starting, um, you know, agriculture in right in Shizu and it's not even a farming you know, it's not a greenery. It's not like a pasture kind of place. It's, you know, it's got residential buildings and office buildings, too. Anyway, so, and she's wondering, like, what kind of plant it is that she's, because she's eventually, if it should grow bigger, she's going to uh, move it to some pots. So she's going to keep it. Yeah, She's not, like, getting rid of it. That's interesting. Right. And see how far it, it sprouts and grows. But uh, this is really ridiculous, right? But also, somebody else posted a picture of... Um, you know, Taiwan is a motorcycle city. A lot of people get around in motorcycles and scooters. And so this guy showed a picture of his scooter, the seat part. And you can't really tell, even if Natalie were to show that picture, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really sorry. It's, you kind of scroll it down, but you can't really tell. Actually, there's okay. moss starting to grow along the edge of Who? the motorcycle, that's, the scooter seat. That's a weird. Oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's just how humid it is. So I heard I mean, you have some tips on dealing with humidity, Shirley. Yeah, I try my very best. You know, actually, it's not only Shizu. I mean, um, I guess mostly northern Taiwan, right? It gets more humid. Southern Taiwan, they're drier, actually. So um, I keep my windows closed most of the time, all year round. Because in the winter, I mean, in the summer anyway, my husband turns on the air conditioner, so why open the windows? So even in the winter, I mean, I, I read somewhere saying that you should, no matter what, you should still leave a crack on the windows, um, you know, even though it's like really freezing cold out. So I do. I leave a little bit of crack, but that's about as much as I do. And so when it's sunny day, I open a window a little bit more to, you know, just, I don't know, to let some, well, to ventilate my apartment but most of the time I keep the windows closed so when people when my family when my friends come to my apartment they open the door and they say wow it's nice and warm and cozy in my apartment that's what I do so I try to keep the windows closed not my, my in-laws they like to keep the windows open I've got a dehumidifier so, so it's it's kind of noisy but can't help it it gets very wet here in Taipei what enough it to does. grow plants on your windshields <laughs> I think that's funny I think we've got quite a few people, you know, giving or talking yeah, about. Tell us. Yeah, making, giving comments about the story we've got. Um, Jen was saying, Jen Delari, she says, since it rains all the time in Seattle, ah, we have an issue with light, light, light chin? Oh, sorry. Um, if you don't drive your car often, you start getting, oh, is it kind of moss or some, some kind of um, growing stuff? Oh, growing interesting. On yeah, or in my case, even if you do drive it, it still builds up. Oh, is there something similar to moss? Okay. And Douglas Nord was saying, I remember listening to all three of you on We've Got Mail back in 2004, 2005. You had a really strong shortwave signal from Florida back then. It was fun. Oh, great. Good memories. So, and and then uh, Wang Yuting said, my mom uses a fan. Yeah, okay. That's that's one way of drying, I guess. And uh, Leah Cut Ali Wan says, very clear voice, but on radio signal weak. Really? 
Um, maybe we should check the volume again. I don't know. See how it goes. And uh, Douglas again. He's saying that I have a little moss growing underneath the spoiler on my car, where oh, it stays dark. Oh, well, that, that does it too. Live in Arizona. Yeah. I thought he lives in Arizona. Isn't it dry in Arizona? But maybe mm. I'm wrong. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. And uh, uh, Xu Yusen says, I keep the dehumidifier on all day long recently. Yep, that's it. Have to pour the water tank three times a day if I'm wow. home. So it is very humid in Taipei. Totally, totally agree. Wow. Well, and in some ways, humidity is good for the skin, you know, keeping our skin nice yeah, and moist and true, all that. So true. there's some good things about humidity. So I want to ask you guys what you think of the new uh, China Airlines look um, <laughs> on the plane. Yeah, it just came out today. Let's zoom in again. This is Taiwan's um, national flag carrier. Okay, so, but it's called China Airlines. And it has been mistaken to Oops. be... Uh, a Chinese airline instead of a Taiwanese airline. So this year, the legislature um, uh, talked about maybe we should change the name, but that would be way too expensive mm. and oh, uh, too oh, much trouble. Why? So because you'd have to like um, re-register the name in, all around the world. I mean, it's so complicated. So what they decided to do is oh. to make the name smaller on the plane and to put some Taiwan images on it. Yes. And so this is like the first thing coming out here. It's a cargo plane. And right. it has a big C, and in the C, I don't know if you guys can tell. No, I don't think our listeners can really see yeah, it very I can't, clearly. I think it's, but just, it's not clear enough in my eyes. There's no. a, a symbol of Taiwan in the middle of the C. Yep, that's it. So, but like if you're... It's if a it's map going, of Taiwan. Yeah. On the airport or way in the air, you're not going to say that's a Taiwan plane just because there's a shape of Taiwan. I think, I think they oh, should make yeah. it more obvious, right? Or sh- I know. Or can't they just write the word Taiwan really big on it or something? <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't know. They're afraid that it's going to get too sensitive or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. So this is the first thing they came out with. If you if you have any thoughts about what you think of this new Taiwan image on uh, China Airlines, which is a Taiwan airline. Let us know what you think. Um, if you think this works, if you like it, if you have a better idea, mm. let us know. And why do we have an echo? I don't know. Can somebody like work on that? Yeah. Does this? Okay. Oh. Oh. Well, let's see. Oh, we've got more people joining us. There's uh, Wasila Said. Um, she's saying a selection of children's stories I have created. Check out. Oh. Okay, thanks. You want to promote your books? Okay. And um, Douglas says, I can understand the confusion. The new plane looks good. Um, he says, yes, Taiwan in big letters. Oh, he's for that. <laughs> Taiwan in big letters. <laughs> all caps. Should, right? All caps. Okay. So, all right. So the, um, now, Paula, I do want to hear you have a story about earthquakes. So I don't know if there are earthquakes where you're from. If there are, you can tell us what you think. But tell us how many earthquakes we have in Taiwan. And people are asking the question, when do you run? Outside, when, when do you like run well, away? Um, yeah. To answer your questions first, how many earthquakes um, do we have in Taiwan every year? In a year, you're having us guess, or you're going to tell us? Uh, I know. I'm asking you, and I'm also asking our listeners: How mm. many earthquakes does Taiwan have? Hint: It's a shocking right. number. On average, forty thousand. That's yes, amazing. Every year, but we don't feel them. We don't feel them right. all. in recent Most years. Of them. Right. And sometimes we, we have, um, you know, 20,000 earthquakes in a year. And sometimes there's one year we had 50,000 quakes. Wow. 
Well, we, re- we found one recently, right? Um, right. Yes. I think that it happened last a Thursday. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. big. It was right. like it's the, a big, the earth was moving up and down. Seven. And my husband got really nervous. He said, let's go outside. And we're like, do we really need to go outside? But we all went outside just to humor him. And right. he's like really anxious. Okay. Let me tell you, I missed that earthquake. Well, how did you miss it? I was in the MRT. Oh. And you didn't feel it? And no. Okay. We had just left a station. And um, then we heard everybody else's mobile phone kind of go up with, this, with the alert. And I was wondering what that noise was. Noise was. And then the driver said that he was going to stop the train. So we, they, he stopped the train. And we were like silent. We were trying to feel the earthquake. We didn't feel anything. I think it was already over then. So I totally missed the earthquake. Oh. And I know my husband tried to call me because he was so afraid. He was thinking where I'm stuck, you know. But um, apparently for him and my son at home, for the first time ever, and we've been back in time in 30 years, my husband got under our dining table. First time ever. Wow. How tall are you? What floor are you guys on? We're on the fourth floor, not too tall. Oh, not too tall. But they both got under the dining table, wow. which had never happened before. I'm usually a calm one. I just sit where I am. I said, stay put. Yeah. So the next question is, when, when, I mean, when would I feel like I need to run? Actually, my, what my son did was that he went and opened the, the front door and then ran and got under the table because you don't want the door to get warped and then you can't even escape if, you know, if after the shake, right? And then after, after the, the earthquake, then my son was saying that, Dad, we should start running out. And, and John was, my husband, he was, yeah, my, my husband John, he was going like, don't bother because even if it collapses, we'll never get out in time. <laughs> and also, there are buildings, we're not, we don't have, we're not next to a park. Not next to a big, you know, open space. There's no place to go. No right. place to run. Yeah. If you run out on the street, maybe the buildings would collapse on you. So it's like, what's the point? So what's the answer, Paula? So, well, a web user is asking the public, when will you run when um, an earthquake hits Taiwan? And some people say that, well, uh, when the electricity is off. And others are saying that when I have, you know, no access to the Internet. No. <laughs> You're not thinking uh, about that, okay? Oh, You're thinking funny. about your life, okay? Saving your life at that point. I mean, I think when it's really big, then you, you probably want to run, right? What, what is big? You know, because... Well, <laughs> it was really I, big. I mean, 6.7 but, but on the it, Richter it scale. It, that, right. It wasn't that long. And I felt like... I think it, it lasted wasn't? quite long. Really? It lasted yeah, that's almost 20 might, seconds or even longer. But they I said maybe like, like a minute. Once it's over, then why do you run, you know? Yeah. Because he's, he, my husband's thinking maybe there's going to be another one. Aftershocks. Aftershocks are usually smaller, though. Yes. Right? There are so, quite a few aftershocks. I'm sure there probably yes. were, but right. if there's nothing like major that happened, then it's probably over, right? Right. right. But anyway, you know, a geology professor said, uh, you know, next time the epicenter of an earthquake could be in Taipei or in the northeastern county of Yilan. However, um, according to um, the Taiwan's Central Weather Bureau, um, a um, seismology says, well, there's no way to predict uh, when an earthquake will come. So, you know, don't panic. You never know. <laughs> Stop thinking about um, it, basically. Right. Yeah. But you didn't say when we should run. No. In what no. under what condition right, so we should no run? Question, uh, there's no answer to this question. Do, there's do no. any of our uh, viewers have comments? Um, let's see. Um, okay, so it looks like. Oh wait a minute. Ooh, a lot of people have been writing us here. Um, oh, we've got Dwi Budi Rahaja joining us from Indonesia. Hi. Hi. And um, and oh. Christine Philin, because when Paula was asking how many, how many, you know, how many earthquakes we get in a year, try to guess, and she goes, I count, and she's like counting, and then 
Douglas says 600. Oh, it's way more than that. And then Douglas says, oh, my. So, <laughs> and then Christine Feline is in Taiwan because they say, wow, the last one was the scariest one um, to her. And then, oh, Abid Hussein Sajid says hi. She just joined us. And uh, Christine again says, I want to drag my luggage and go home to the Philippines. That was my first panic of earthquake here in Taiwan. Oh, wow. That was a pretty big one. It was a little bit scary because it felt, it went, I think it went up and down, right? Yeah. So that feels a little bit weird. Well, well, well our colleague John said that he said he was at home holding his rabbit. He said, oh. no, it went from left to right. And my husband was going, it went up and down, and then and then left and right. It probably did both. <laughs> yeah, it did. It wasn't just a little shake. It was like vertical and yeah, horizontal. it shook heavily. It's yeah, really yeah. scary. So, it was right. Well, I missed it. But anyway, Christine was saying that. So now I know no need to run to safer place to go. And Douglas says earthquakes always seem um, longer than they really are. Yeah, it's true. It's a biological kind well, of reaction just, to yeah, it. Really yeah, really nervous. Why Taiwan is the most important place in the world. We'll get to that tomorrow. Join Thank us. you for joining us. It's always great to hear from you. And uh, that is Here in Taiwan for today. For Here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Paula Chow. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you tomorrow. All of a sudden, I felt like loving you. That's what Valen Xu is singing in this song. She's one of the most popular singers in Taiwan from the 90s. And we'll be hearing her love songs today and just the classics. I'm Natalie So.
间的讯息。如今是你让我想起那天白依旧。
去，爱若让人幻想记忆，只因此生此情。She was discovered when she was still a high school student, singing at a restaurant in Taipei, and that's not uncommon for many pop artists in Taiwan to begin their careers at restaurants. She was offered a contract with Taiwan's What's Music record label, and began working on her first commercial album all before the age of 19. This is the title song of her first album called "Tao Hao" or "Ingratiate." It's also a cover of Tori Amos's "Winter." Can't. 
The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. RTI is conducting a survey. Visit our website to fill out the questionnaire or simply send us your answers to the following four questions. Question number one. What platform do you use to listen to RTI programs? You can write more than one, but list the most frequent one first. Question number two. Which RTI programs are your favorites? Write no more than three programs. Question number three. Out of a total of five stars, how many stars would you give RTI's English broadcasts overall? And question number four. What are your suggestions for RTI's English programs? Everybody who enters will have a chance to win a prize. Send your answers to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan, 11199. Or send it via email. Our email address is audience01 at rti.org.tw. That's audience and the numbers 0 and 1 at rti.org.tw. Be sure to leave your name, gender, age, and nationality. Balanchu has been popular throughout Asia, and in 1998, the Japanese magazine Asia Pop voted her as the best female pop vocalist in Asia. This is her song, Sea of Tears.
I hope you've enjoyed the music of Valenchu on Just the Classics today. And we're going to end with her song, Don't Say Goodbye. This is Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.